into the world of digital Hey guys, how you doing? And welcome to the podcast story for this week. It's, uh, yeah, it's um, quite an interesting one this week, I think. I'd, I had to, I must admit, I had to phone somebody to get some of the details on this one because I couldn't remember them. But anyway, so uh, yeah, we've got a podcast story for you. But just a, a word about the week, really, and what's been going on. Uh, we we got some good news and some bad news this week, really. Health-wise, it's been a really bad diabetic week and I, I have no idea why but it has been really fucking bad and you know some days have been great some days I haven't and then um, I got I got some particularly bad sort of health news but uh, you know it's one of those things um, but uh, it's it can't be any worse than fucking being diabetic Jesus and then um, uh, to top that uh, I couldn't work out why my fourth video had not gone up on uh, Machinima I got four slots a week as uh, as you guys know it's no secret and uh, I got in touch with them and they said hey, yeah your fourth slot has been dropped ah oh, fuck has it yeah your four slots been dropped because it's not getting the views ah bollocks absolute ah bollocks at a time when you know we're kind of we I wouldn't say we're, we're bouncing on shit, but we are just kind of surviving on where we are at the moment um, with the hope of there's this to come, there's that to come, and we're waiting for this to happen and that to happen. And, you know, I've been waiting three months for something to happen and uh, it hasn't. Um, so we're all kind of a bit sort of up in the air about it. And then you get this fucking terrible thing about this uh, awful, awful um you know, drop in my uh, submissions that I can do, which, you know, as a professional media producer is a bit of a dog for me, to be honest. But I'll live with it because, you know, it's it's Machinima's choice. They've got their rules and regs. And if my videos aren't hitting the mark, hey, what can I tell you? Then, uh, you know, they're going to get reduced. Um, that's, that's the way of the world. I actually, you know, blame to a greater extent the fact that people don't want to see the latest games that have come out people are not interested in black ops you look at the average view count on my modern warfare 2 videos which went on for a year year and a half then you were looking at an average of 25 most of the time i'd say they were around about the 30 35 mark and yet the average for my black ops videos is around about at best 20 around uh, average i would have said 15 and that is just fucking terrible that's 20,000 views less than my other videos get and that that is just you know it's because people are bored with it people just don't want to see it anymore and i think a lot of people are disappointed with it and you can you can kind of understand the reasons why they are but as a media producer that kind of leaves me kind of searching for other things to do uh, so, you know, but that we have come across one or two other things still. I mean, one, for instance, um, that I thought was going to be great guns was the Billionaire Challenge. And to be honest, when I saw that, pound signs lit up in my head. Not for the fact that I might win the challenge, but for the fact that it might lead on to other things that might produce an income. So I was really psyched for it. And then the, the whole Alky Dave being a dick thing came out. And oh, fucking hell. Why did he do it? I mean, really? I mean, you know what I mean? The man... Oh, damn it. The man might be a billionaire, but he's not rich. You know what I mean? He just <laughs> he just isn't. And uh, that all kind of fell apart no it was just one more potential avenue that you have to close and you know it's it's a real shame although i was quite surprised to see who did attend and that nobody's making a big deal about that to be honest but hey what can i tell you uh so anyway 
um, yeah, so that kind of ended the way it ended, and then we got the uh, director's, not the director's challenge, the call of the community challenge with uh, Mr. Aviator, and uh, I've done a couple of really kind of weird and wonderful intro videos to that, and uh, hopefully that's going to go down a great storm. Hopefully, you know, it'll, it'll bleed, <laughs> bleed, it'll be an acceptance really into mainstream for me i th honestly think you know that i am uh, i am really really um the great white hope as far as a lot of you guys out there are concerned i am the only non mlg guy or non great player who is trying to make it in this business and to be honest a lot of people out there write to me all the time and say do you know what if you can do this I can fucking do this. And the fact is, maybe you can, maybe you can't. I don't know. I haven't made it yet. When I get to the end, I mean, I'm what, two years in now? And I'm still almost at the point where I'm able to pay the bills, not quite. Uh, so I'm still relying on, you know, a payoff I had from my last job two years ago. And uh, that can't go on forever. In fact, the pot's going to be empty very soon. So, you know, that's when we make the call, make the decision. But we are trying new things all the time to try and generate revenue and, you know, uh, try and uh, keep me in the game, if you like. But I, I really think that, you know, I'd, I am I am probably the only non-great player who's trying to make it as a gamer, if you like. Can you make it as a gamer if you are an average gamer or even a below average gamer? Let's find out. Let's do it. Let's see where we are with it. Okay, well, I'm going to kick you off to this week's uh, podcast story, which is titled Transit. Now, if my uh, American cousins don't know what that is, Transit is a uh, Ford uh, van, if you like. It's a, a small van type. Does van translate? I don't know what you call those in America. It's a van, isn't it? It's a van. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of, I don't know. Go and look it up. It's a transit van, all right? This one is called transit van. Guys, as ever, I've got to tell you that um, some of this may be true. Uh, some of this may be false. It is up to you, the listener, to decide whether or not you think it is true or false. It's going up on my website Friday. It will go up on YouTube on Sunday. Guys, as ever, I hope you enjoy this one. Don't forget to leave your comments. And as always, I'll see you on the dark side. Enjoy. Okay, here we go. This is this week's podcast story. I'm not really even sure what to call this one, to be honest. I mean, it's um, <laughs> it's... It's a little bit obscure, I guess, but uh, okay, let's take you from the start. Um, a lot of people who have listened to these podcasts who who have an idea as to what I was like, what I was all kind of about 20 years ago, will know that um, occasionally I got involved in prepping the odd uh, car. Uh, these took many forms, actually, and you'd be surprised. I mean, you think, you know, you got the call from some whoever, and he said, right, I need a car you'd think, okay, so just something reliable, fast, and something that's going to get you out of the shit in a hurry. Well, no, there's a lot more to it than that. If you're supplying a car to somebody, for instance, that's going to be dropping a bank, then uh, the car needs to be fairly nondescript. 
because if you know if it's for instance a um top of the range bmw with you know <laughs> m badges all over it then you just you know that it's going to stand out a mile whereas if it's just a ford escort with a normal you know looking everyday car you know that it's not going to stand out and also the more nondescript the car the better because I mean, if you go back to 20 years ago, if you were, for instance, looking for um, something out of the ordinary and you saw a bank of old Ford Escorts, you wouldn't think twice. You wouldn't give a shit. But if there was, you know, if there was some sporty little number there with a good paint job, you think, oh, yeah, it could be. So, you know, a lot of what we used to do was would be to prepare cars in in a, a more sort of professional way. And it was more sort of joined up thinking to the way that we put cars together, I guess. Um, now, depending on what the job was, if the job required speed, if the job required nondescripts, if the job required multi-vehicle takes, um, I should explain what all this is really, shouldn't I? Um, right, okay, a multi-vehicle is when you're going to be supplying maybe four, possibly even five cars. If, for instance, it is a um, something's going down in a town centre or something like that, and they need to, you know, maybe get two, three streets before a car swap, another two, three streets, another car swap. You know, you might be supplying five cars. Those cars have only got to last two streets, right? That's all they've got to do. The only thing you need to do is to have them as nondescript as possible and to make sure they start. Obviously, you know, buying little pieces of crap ain't going to help, but, you know, it's the better the car, really. But anyway, anyway, so that's a multi-car. Um, <laughs> so uh, some of the other ones that we'd do is if it was if it was a, a, a runner um, where something was going to happen, say... A, um, a van carrying money or a post office van was going to get done. The car that they get away in had to be nondescript because it doesn't want to alert anybody, but it had to go like Joe Fuck, right? And this is part of what we used to do. I mean, we would put um, very, very high-end, high-tuned engines into shitty cars, you know? I mean, we, we put... Um, oh, God. We put... Uh, some major tuned engines into things like Tolbert Avengers and <laughs> Vauxhall Cavaliers, Vauxhall Vectras, you know, all these old shitty cars. And we, we put some corking engines in, um, Chryslers and consoles and, you know, all, all sorts of cars we put really corking engines in so that they would go like Joe Stink. And this is, this is part of what we did, you know, this is uh, part of who we were. Anyway, um, we we got a call and it was a bit of a special because uh, what was going to happen was something was going to go down and we were never told where it was going to go down or even what bloody area it was going to go down in. Um, but we were told something's going to go down and uh, the, the job's a runner, but we need something that can seriously run. And a seriously run car is something that can maybe outrun the cops. So... You're talking about a fairly high-end car, really. Now, there are lots of options as to, you know, what you can do with that. Um, usually, those sort of circumstances, you would want a Jag, maybe a Beamer, uh, something quite, you know, high-end. Maybe a Merc, although Mercs were... Mercs were few and far between in those days. I mean, not everyone, not everyone down the street had a Merc like they have now. 
an old Audi, maybe. But, you know, I think the thing to do would be to, you know, to start looking for a Beamer or something like that. And then, then he came back to us and said, uh, oh, by the way, it's uh, got to be a van. We thought, what? <laughs> Fucking van? You are jesting. Jesus Christ. Anyway, we all started scratching our heads, thinking what we could do and what engine we could put in a transit. <laughs> it wouldn't be that difficult, actually, if we if we were going to build it. But uh, I, anyway, we discussed this um, for, you know, a, a few on and off days and, you know, and we were deciding what we were going to do. So obviously white transit vans, they were all over the place, all over the place. You couldn't move for white transit vans. So we thought, tell what we'll do, we'll get a white transit van and we'll put a big fuck off Chevy V8 engine in it. <laughs> and we'll just weld the thing in so that it just runs basically, but runs really quickly. Um, we could upright the suspension, we could upright the wheels and tyres without it looking too silly. Um, we can drop some weight off the top of it, lower its centre of gravity a bit. You know, all of these things that we could do. And uh, we were kind of having this debate over what we could do. And then what, what we did was decided we'd, you know, keep our eyes open for a transit. So anyway, it wasn't long before somebody came back to us and said, you know, do you know what, I've got a perfect transit. I said, what? He said, I have got... Are you ready for this? A Ford Transit with a big fuck-off uh, V12 Jaguar engine in it. It's a part project that a guy was customising. Looks like a Transit. It's got a fucking V12. Oh my God, we have got to go and buy this. We have to go and get this. So we made sure it was coming from uh, a, a place that we could trust. Couple of us went off in a car and we tanked it off to uh, this place in Aberston, which is <laughs> somewhere between Coventry and Birmingham. So anyway, we tank off to Aberston. There's a couple of us going there and uh, we've got the address and it's uh, this little place and you go through Aberston, you turn right and it's down a lane, down a lane and all the rest of it. And we ended up at what I can only describe as um, I cut and shut heaven. It was just... <laughs> It's brilliant. The place was full of knocked off motors and parts and all sorts of stuff. So we ended up chatting away to this guy, you know, and he, he was saying, uh, you know, oh, yeah, I'll take cars from all over. You know, you got anything for me just dropping in. And if it's, uh, you know, if it's a standard motor, it's a 50. If it's something a bit special, it's a ton. And, uh, you know, let me know. I can't get enough of them. <laughs> We're like, oh great, another outlet for our uh, for our vehicles. Anyway, uh, we were talking to the guy about this uh, transit, and he said, yeah, his his lad was building it basically, and his lad had given up and you know gone off to live with his mum or whatever, and uh, he wanted to get this thing out of his yard now because it was a pain in the ass. So um, anyway, he said, you know, you can have it like five hundred notes, and and you can have it. So we thought it was a bit steep, but you know, the, the, we had to look at this thing, and it looked like a piece of shit. Oh God, it was rusty. Um, it had a crack in the windscreen. <laughs> it was just a piece of crap. And then he opened the back doors of this fucking thing, and there was looked as though it had just been placed in there. Um, a brand spanking new engine and this thing was a thing of beauty anyway it, he said uh you think that's good wait till you hear it start he fired this thing up and i swear to you it sounded have you ever been to a drag race <laughs> 
it sounded like a drag racing uh, bloody thing. It was amazing. And um, we kind of looked at each other and thought, oh, fuck me, we're going to have to do something about the noise. <laughs> but OK, all right, we can do it. So we gave him 500 notes and then we drove this thing back. Now, the best way to get back from Atherston to uh, Coventry is down the A5. Down the, the A5 is like a Roman road, right? It's a straight road. And uh, I, I was <laughs> in this transit van and I booted this fucking thing and I swear the front wheels nearly left the ground. <laughs> It just took off. Oh, my God. I tell you, I really struggled to con control it. The the thing didn't have any uprated brakes, suspension, nothing. It just had a big fuck-off V12 in the middle of this bloody thing. And you get, the seat was actually pushed to the side because of this bloody engine. Oh, man, it was amazing. Anyway, um, we got this back to a mate of mine's workshop and uh, we started to do some work on it. And then we realised not long after that really we were going to have to do something about this car, this motor, because it just wouldn't handle at all. So we went out and we um, borrowed another Transit and it was a newer one, the one we had. So we took some parts off it. Uh, we took um, we took some seats out of it to start with so we could put them in the back. This thing was going to have to transport eight people. Not really a big problem. Even with the engineer, we get eight people in the back, no problem. Uh, so you know, we we get that sorted out, and we we put on better tires, and we put on better brakes, and we uprated uh, the suspension, and we you know messed around with the springs and shit. We did a lot of work on this car, on this transit van, but we kept it looking like a piece of shit from the outside. And uh, I mean, I, you know, if you, if anyone had a like seen this thing that have just shit i mean we we were queuing up to take it out for a test drive because it was so funny you take it out about 11 o'clock at night when everyone's posing around uh around the town and that and you know and you'd meet some boy racer at the traffic lights and rev this thing a couple of times oh we put on a proper jag exhaust by the way because it, it quietened the bugger town a lot twin exhausts on this thing so anyway we got got this thing fairly quiet we revved it a couple of times you know and being a boy racer by the side and he'd take off and you'd take off in this transit and just leave him for dust he'd just be stood there like <laughs> absolutely gobsmacked that he'd just been completely wasted by an old ford transit oh god it was funny so chewing gum time so night and day right we're messing around with this thing just getting it better we bolted these seats in the back of it uh, we got rid of the transit we'd nicked and uh, you know we got this thing absolutely sorted we had um, dual plates on it as well these were flippers so um, keep using this terminology sorry flippers uh, is you know the old James Bond one where it's on a square you can kind of just do that into the bumper really really easily um, I mean there's not electronic levers in the thing to change it there's literally just a, a piece of string on the end of a, a block and you pull it and it will flip the number plate anyway uh we we didn't want to paint this thing and we didn't want to get anything you know anything else about it apart from the way that this thing went anyway the day came when we had to hand this motor over and uh we did the clean down on it and that means that basically it's fine tooth comb every single fingerprint that ever went anywhere near this car uh got wiped i mean we were taking wheels off we were wiping prop shafts we were we did a lot of work right to uh you know sort this motor out 
and uh, oh, prop shaft uh, shafts. So anyway, we did an awful lot of work to get this motor absolutely clean. Cleaned all the engine down, and then we got the car absolutely sprinter. Um, put gloves on, and we handed it over, and we were paid two and a half grand for it, which was like the going rate. So we get this car, we get this motor handed over, and we don't think anything of it and all that. So Saturday morning, I'm like just getting out my pit, and the the bell's ringing. So I went downstairs, opened the door mate of mine said uh you know it wasn't unusual for the for the boys to come around he came in asked uh like you know how are you doing all yeah yeah i'm fine i'm fine and he said uh did you hear about the transit i said no no it's just got up when did they use it he said yesterday i said fucking hell did it manage to do the job he said no the fucker broke down and i just looked and thought jesus christ you are kidding me it broke down and he went, yeah, from what I heard, it broke down. Fucking hell sakes. And I am at this point now shitting my pants. I have supplied a motor that is not fucking reliable. Guys, that is a serious offence. And if I've caused anyone to get nicked because of it, my life will be like fucking grass, you know. And there'll be a lot of people out there with a lawnmower. I'm, I'm going down. Seriously, I'm going down big time if I fuck this one up. Anyway, I made a couple of calls. Nobody knew anything about it. Decided that, you know, I'm going to have to put the word out. There's a couple of people who knew a couple of people who were going to be able to find out what had happened. And it must have been the whole of Saturday, I'm just shitting myself, waiting for the doorbell to go, waiting for somebody to walk in with a sawn-off shotgun to take my chest away, you know. Now, at the time, I was going out with this... Um, bird and uh, she she was a bit of a hanger on you know she, she was quite useful because she used to come around my place and clean up quite a lot but um, you know I'd, I'd only have to take her out a couple of times a week and um, she, she'd she be maybe she'd turn up once once twice a week maybe she had a key but of course she had to have a key or else how else would she clean the place and um, uh, her brother was a friend of somebody that I could rely on to get me some decent fucking information. So I phoned her up and, uh, you know, chatting away to her. Now, as it happens at the time, we'd had a bit of a row, as in, well, it, I say it's a bit of a row. Let me go back to the beginning of this. Um, she'd, she'd come around a couple of times a week and do some cleaning. She came around a couple of times a week with a takeaway. Maybe on a Friday night or on a Sunday night, I might take her out and do the club or whatever. Uh, she'd maybe stay over once or twice a week. But um, the week beforehand, she'd come over when she wasn't supposed to come over, let herself in, and found me incognito with another bird. All right, And she wasn't best pleased. So I knew that getting through to her was going to be a bit of an issue. Now, I, th I thought that, you know, leave it a couple of weeks, she'll die down and, you know, she'll be back cleaning my place for long. And, uh, you know, it's it's not really going to take a lot of chat to, to get her back on side. I'll just give it, you know, sort of, oh, I was pissed, I didn't know what I was doing, she was all over me like a rash, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I'm, t I'm kind of, you know, giving it all that. And uh, I said to I said to one of the guys, right, I'll, I'll give her a call, give her a call. And I, I, I phoned her up, and her mum answered. And it, <laughs> her mum wasn't my um, my fan, if you know what I mean. 
And all her mum knew was that her daughter had come home crying, you know, and she'd had to console her and all this lot. And so I'm trying to get through to her mum to at least put her on the damn phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Look, there's a lot more to it than you think. You've only heard one side of the story. And her mum's going, it's typical of you bloody kids these days. She's in bits over here, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, do I need this in my life? In the end, I just said, look, just put her on, all right? Just just fucking put her on the phone. I can't talk to you anymore. I've got a couple of things to say to her, and then I'll leave her alone. Do you promise to leave her alone? Yes, I fucking promise. Just put her on the phone. So she gets on the phone. She's like, I can't believe you did that to me. Oh, oh fucking hell. Look, um, <laughs> we need to get hold of such and such. She went, what? So we need to get hold of... Is that why you phoned? Because you need to go out it. Nothing to do with the fact that you slept with a Oh, God, she gave me a hard time. And then her mum grabbed the phone and was calling me a bastard. And then she was grabbing the phone and saying... And then her old man grabbed the phone and said, Don't you dare come around here again. I'll bloody sort you out. Oh, for fuck. Anyway, I'm, I'm desperately trying to, you know... She was the only person I knew that could get to the person I needed to get to. All right. So what I did was I drove around her house and I thought, right, I've got to do this. Drove around her house, went round the back of the house, not the front. I knew she'd be in a bedroom because uh, she still lived with the folks. And I started throwing shit at the window. And uh, she opened the window and I said to her, look, please don't fucking scream. My life is about to end unless you can get hold of this guy for me. Why should I help you? Well, you love me, don't you? Yes. If you really loved me, you'd help me. Oh, God, what a bastard I was in those days. <laughs> anyway, she um, she decided that she would help me, and she got hold of... So um, I said I'd go back to the house and wait for a phone call. And she said, well, I'll be over later. As long as you're not alone. Yes, all right, you come over later. So anyway, I... Um, <laughs> I went back to the house and waited for the phone call. It must have been about half nine on the Saturday night that the phone rang. And uh, it happened to be this guy I'd been waiting for. And I'd, I said to him, look, I, I don't know what's been going on with this, but, you know, I've, I've fucked up, right? I've supplied this. It was fine when I, I did all the testing on it. It was fine. I really cannot tell you what's happened to it. And he went, why? What's the problem? And I said, I've just been told it's it's broke down. I was told this morning it had broke down during the, the you know, in in or after the job yesterday. And he went, oh, fuck, no, 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 no. It's broken down. The van's been broken down. Oh, for fuck's sake, the van's been broken. Oh, God. I'd spent the whole day shitting myself that I'd supplied a vehicle that had basically fallen apart when they tried to use it. Maybe people are in trouble. Maybe people have got arrested. No. What happened was they've done what they did. They've gone to wherever they've gone to, their hideout, and the van has been taken somewhere and broken down to its constituent parts, in other words, so that it can never be traced. Oh, for fuck. So I'm sitting there relieved as you wouldn't believe and, you know, phone rings. And I, I'm thinking, bloody hell, thank Christ for that. And it's uh, a particular 
female that I happen to know. And she, she says, you know, I'm hearing on the grapevine, you're in trouble, sweetheart. Are you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Oh, darling, are you, are you sure you're all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm coming over. I'm coming over now. And I'm, yeah, fine, all right, don't worry about it. So anyway, I sat there phoning around the boys saying, yeah, we're clear, we're clear, we're sorted. The van has been broken down. It hasn't broke down. Fucking hell. Anyway, I'm sitting there with a, a large something brown in my <laughs> hand, having a good old drink, doorbell the bird that had phoned hello hello all this lot and she comes in she's all over me i thought you were i thought you were potentially going to be in a lot of trouble i would have been here for you ken yeah yeah thanks very much thanks very much anyway I, she said are you going out i said no fuck it i'm just gonna sit here and get bladdered i'm too hyped i'm too fucked i am not definitely not gonna go anywhere do anything and then the doorbell rang yeah you're way ahead aren't you you're way ahead I answered it, thinking it was one of the boys. It wasn't one of the boys. It was my ex. She came in. Are you all right? Are you all right? And then saw somebody sat on the sofa in a very short skirt. Oh, fuck. Anyway, the next thing I remember was I was lying on the floor. She'd gone. Um, the bird that had turned up she was still there, and I got this immense pain on the back of my head. Now, how it happened, or what exactly happened, I don't know. But she'd brought a bottle with her, and she tried to crack it round the back of my head. The bottle didn't break, so I just got cracked with the bottle. And then she left, and I got the biggest fucking bruise on the back of my head that you have ever seen in your life. I'd, I'm absolutely sure I was concussed for days after that. Absolutely days. And of course, then Short Skirt wanted to know who the other bird was. And, oh, for God's sake. To, there is a moral to this story, guys. There is a moral to it. A, don't take everything on face value. Not everything is as, as it seems. <laughs> I.e. the transit. And if you are going to dip your wick at both ends, make sure there's a break in the middle. <laughs> oh, dear. So, not all right. This was a podcast story with a difference. Um, but I will, I will sort of enlighten you that uh, it, shit like that used to happen a lot. And shit like that, me getting in trouble because I was seeing too many women at once. He used to get me in loads of shit. I once walked down the street, you know, and uh, this was in, in the town centre. And I was going shopping, I think. Anyway, I'm walking down the street and somebody was walking in the other direction and just literally punched me in the mouth. And I went down like a sack of bricks. And he went, that's for Vanessa, and walked away. I haven't got a clue even to this day who Vanessa was. I've never dated anyone called Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I did date somebody called Vanessa. Maybe I don't know what her name was when I dated her. Oh, dear. Well, what I can tell you is that's the only time we ever supplied... No, we did supply another transit after that, but we never supplied a, tr a souped-up transit after that, that's for sure. 
but it was a one-off and uh, it was a lovely, lovely motor. One of the best I ever worked on. It was really, really great to play with it, mess around with it and do the shit that we did to it. Um, it did the job with absolute vigor. And, uh, you know, from what I hear, this thing, I mean, it, it was way past the gauge, so they didn't know, but this thing topped out at, they reckon, about 150 miles an hour when it was uh, used during the get out. So, you know, <clears throat> all power to the elbow. That was fantastic. I wouldn't have liked to have tried the steering at that speed, to be honest. Because <laughs> it was a bit <laughs> rack and pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good fun it was good fun so and that's um that uh basically is you know not an unusual unusual occurrence with uh with the ladies i'm afraid but that's the life we led anyway guys i hope you've enjoyed this one it's been a um short one maybe but uh one that i hope you've enjoyed this has been ken this has been the ken burton show podcast story and i think i'm going to call this one transit See you on the dark side, guys. Take care. Welcome to the world of digital sound. Shutting down all systems.